Hello there, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Kristen Hall with your 12-Minute Health Bits. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Today, in honor of Jesus' birth, we are going to be discussing the oils of the Bible. So will you pray with me before I begin? Father, use my words to bless someone. Someone out there needs this message, and I pray that it will fall upon ears that are ready to listen. Use me as your vessel. Thank you that you are the ultimate healer. It is not us or the oils. You are the one that brings us life and life to the fullest. Thanks for tuning in. Please grab your frankincense essential oil and put a couple of drops on your palms. Circle your palms together in a clockwise direction and cup your hands over your mouth and nose. Breathe deeply for three long, slow, deep breaths. If you do not have frankincense, use cedarwood or valor. Well, this is probably my favorite class to teach, and I just love this time of year. I love learning about all the ways God has blessed us with these amazing drops of oil and how they have been used throughout history, even at the time of Christ's birth. While I truly believe that the essential oils are an amazing gift, I do not worship them. They are an amazing resource resource that we use on a daily basis to keep ourselves healthy. They come from our Heavenly Father. He is the gift giver, and He is the one that we worship. Power rests in the gift giver, not in the gift. What are the essential oils? Well, your body cannot survive without blood. Your blood circulates throughout your body to give you life day in and day out. The blood circulation brings nutrients to the parts of your body that need it. Essential oils are pretty much the same thing in plants. They are the liquid that flows inside the plant, the life of the plant. This liquid protects the plant from the harm that may come to it and brings nutrients where they need to go throughout the body of the plant. A walk in the woods will give you a great experience of aromatherapy. When we walk in the woods, we feel refreshed and energized. That is because we are immersed in God's gift of plants. Essential oils are not like a fatty oil that is greasy. The molecules are incredibly small and do evaporate quickly. You can benefit from essential oils applied directly on your skin topically by inhaling them aromatically or by ingesting them internally. Because the molecules are so small, they quickly and easily penetrate the skin. In Genesis 1.29, it says, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it. They will be yours for food. When God created the original plants, he created the essential oils. They were spoken into existence and given to man for nourishment. Did you know that one drop of essential oil contains 40 trillion molecules? Yes, 40 trillion. Just to put that into perspective, our body contains 100 trillion cells. One single drop of essential oil can cover every cell in your body with thousands of life-giving molecules. It is amazing to me that something so small can be so big and have such a significant impact on our health when used consistently over time. Isn't God good? Just like the Trinity has three parts, our health also has three parts, spiritual, emotional, and physical. All three of these parts are linked together. Unfortunately, our modern medicine has separated these three parts. Every physical ailment has some sort of emotional connection, and scripture says that we in turn, we should turn to the church first for healing. In James 5.14, it says, is anyone among you sick? 
Let them call to the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. There is also the connection that God has called us to take care of our bodies, physical, emotional, and spiritual. In 1 Corinthians 6.19 it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Taking care of our bodies with the proper oils, supplements, moderate physical exercise, and a healthy diet is just one way we can glorify God. One thing I wanted to make sure to do when I had my last baby was to anoint her head as soon as she was born. I wrote it in the birthing plan for the midwife and made sure my husband was on the same page as I was so he could do the anointing. It was just as I was hoping. My baby was born, my husband grabbed the frankincense essential oil and anointed her head. Anointing someone with essential oil is such an amazing process. While anointing, you can pray for them and provide a blessing for them. For a biblical anointing, you typically pour the oil on the head. I typically drop about 10 drops in my palm, rub my fingertips in my palm, and then rub that on the forehead of the person being anointed. Then I lay my oily hands on the forehead, pray for them and any specific needs they may have, and then end with a blessing. The blessing can be simple like, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Or it could be more specific based on the needs of that person. You really can use any oil to anoint, but I prefer oils that are high in sesquiterpenes to provide oxygen to the brain and help with clear thinking, brain development, and provide immune support as well. Oils that are high in sesquiterpenes include cedarwood, frankincense, Roman chamomile, and several others. The Jewish oftentimes used anointing as a hospitality routine to refresh the bodies of the guests in their home. It was not it was used for medicinal purposes or during a sacred time such as birth, death, or a marriage. You are not required to be a priest, pastor, or have any other titles in order to anoint. According to 1 Peter 2, 5, and 9, we are chosen people. Some of the oils mentioned in the Bible include myrrh, frankincense, cassia, anica, myrtle, cypress, cedarwood, rose of Sharon or cystus, hyssop, aloes or sandalwood. Due to my attempt to keep this podcast only 12 minutes, I am going to touch on only three of these oils in detail. I strongly encourage you to grab the books, Healing Oils of the Bible by Dr. David Stewart and or Oils of Scripture by Aaron Rodgers to go into more detail about these amazing oils and the Word of God. Myrrh is the first and last essential oil mentioned in the Bible. It is found in Genesis 37.25 and Revelation 18.13. In Genesis, myrrh is found when Jacob's brother were about to sell him to spice traders in Egypt. Myrrh is also mentioned in the birth of Christ in Matthew 2 and the death of Christ in Mark 15. Another mention of myrrh is in Psalm 45.8. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia from palaces adorned with ivory. The music of the strings makes you glad. In our home, myrrh was used to heal two of my cavities. I put it directly on when I cut my finger with a sharp knife and I love adding it to my face cream. Cedarwood is an oil that I absolutely love to diffuse at night in my kids' bedrooms. Cedarwood contains 98% sesquiterpenes and can help someone think more clearly. Sesquiterpenes can cross the blood-brain barrier and supply oxygen to the brain. The cedars of Lebanon are absolutely majestic trees and can live to be 2,000 years old. Our cedarwood oil comes from Cedrus atlantica. This species is similar to the ancient cedar. 
The ancient species is actually protected today because it is endangered. In scripture, cedarwood is spoken about many times, but specifically when Solomon became king. Solomon was very wise and was commanded by the Lord to line the interior walls of the temple with cedar. That's from 1 Kings 6, 11-15. Cedar is a wood that can hold its aromatic properties and the oil for the wood is ex- can stay there for extended periods of time or even centuries. When Solomon asked for wisdom, the Lord commanded him to put cedar all over inside the temple. Later in life, Solomon turns from God. He no longer goes to the temple as often as he did in his early reign. Cedarwood is very balancing, centering, and high in sesquiterpenes. After not visiting the temple and smelling the cedar oil as often as he was at the beginning of his reign, Solomon may have lost some of that wisdom and discernment. Frankincense is mentioned in scripture just as often as myrrh. Honestly, frankincense is my absolute favorite oil. If I had to pick one oil to go to and go with me on a deserted island and I could only pick one, I would definitely pick an unlimited supply of frankincense. I love adding it to the spine of my kiddos if they are having a rough time emotionally. It is my first go-to for anointing and is an amazing in smell. And I love it in my skincare routine by adding it to my CBD face serum. If someone's immune system is compromised by something not very pleasant, I will add frankincense to their spine, bottoms of their feet, and make sure I diffuse it as well. Depending upon what their need is, I will probably add in other oils. Frankincense was given to Mary and Joseph by the wise men when Jesus was born in Matthew 2.11. Many people seem to know this fact. However, so often we do not emphasize why the oil was given. Mary would have known just what to do with the oil because it was so common knowledge during this time period. She would have used it on herself to heal her wounds after having her baby. She would have used it on Jesus' forehead to provide those sesquiterpenes to his brain from an early age. On his umbilical cord, it would have helped that thing fall off without issue, and she would have saved some for when he was a small boy and would have skinned his knees and needing something to help heal the skin. She would have also paired this with myrrh, and she would have been set. Frankincense is different from many of the other essential oils as it is a resin, not distilled from the leaves of the trees like others. The process involves a highly trained tree tapper who wounds the tree by running a slit in the trunk. The tree then is doing its best to repair the slit and run sap to the wound. The sap runs out of the tree and then hardens as it runs down the outside of the tree. The sap turns to resin as it hardens on the surface of the tree. The tapper then removes the resin from the tree very carefully. It is best to leave the resin in long chunks and carry it that way rather than break it down into smaller pieces to keep the constituents intact. My friends, God has created these amazing blessings in a bottle. Again, we do not worship the blessings. We worship the one who created the blessings. However, choosing a God-made natural option to use instead of a synthetic man-made version is how our bodies were made to stay well. My prayer for you is that you will find one non-toxic item in your home to replace with an essential oil after listening to this podcast. Pray about how or what you can use instead of something else. I'm going to leave you with James 5.14 once again. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. The reason I want this information out there is because we need to get back to healing starting in the church with repentance and prayer. Say the positive affirmation with me 
of God has blessed us with the tools we need to heal our bodies. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Kristen Hall. I wish you a very Merry Christmas, my friends, and wonderful blessings to come in the next year. If you want to be a part of my wellness team, I would love to have you. Please go to my website at www.12-stones.net and click on contact me and I'd be happy to contact you. Hey, if you have an idea for an upcoming episode for me on my podcast, please send it my way. I would be happy to explore the topic. Blessings to you, my friend, and be well.